What a world you now listening to Talk of Brothers Podcast. Welcome to the Talk of Talk Talk of Brothers Podcast. Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. So, talk of Brothers Podcast. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers Podcast with Smash and Goldie. Goldie and Smash, you guys doing your thing. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My brother. Goldie and Smash. Talk of Brothers. That's popping. We ain't worried about nothing. Y'all are now listening to Talk of Brothers. Podcast. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Go D. It's your boy Smash coming at you. Want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talking Brothers Podcast. As usual, every year this time uh, in the month of March, we want to do at least one episode where we honor women, and this is that episode. Smash, how did you honor the women in your life this month? By just being around, brother. Just being around. No, I'm just... <laughs> you shortchanging them then. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Just, you know, uh, I'm trying to make it more, uh, be more involved in, you know, keeping in contact with my mom getting older and my sister done moved to a new place. So we just been talking more. And then my lady's here in the house. I'm always with them. So it's all good. Except for the other day when I... When I was, I had a little cold and I was downstairs. Then nobody come check on me. Brother was hungry and nobody come check Say on it, me. Hey, man, with the coronavirus running around, I wouldn't have checked on you either. I'd have just threw, right. you, I'd have threw your pork chop through the door. Here you go. Close the door. They didn't even do that. I, I woke up. <laughs> I got. I went upstairs to get something to eat. And I said, you know what? I've, I've done some reflection and I done changed my will. I was down there. <laughs> so the wife not getting anything? <laughs> Hey, I can't let it know. I want to. I want to see her face on the. Uh, I want to see her face when they read the wheel. I wish I could. <laughs> well, nah, she not playing with them. As usual, we always try to always honor women, and we always want to have that woman perspective. What would we look like honoring women? And we both are men. So uh, as usual, we'll get a we'll get us a couple guests, and I want to thank first of all my ladies that that said that they'll take part in this i want to thank crown rider and i want to thank rosanice and we'll start with crown first crown is an emerging fiction uh picture book and comic book illustrator and writer uh how are you crown i'm i'm good i'm good i just want to put out there i am not the illustrator you're not <laughs> i cannot draw no i cannot draw words anything no no, oh, okay. So, but got... I did get a dope, dope, dope art uh, artist to do my first book. Okay. So, and then we also will will double back. Um, what matter of fact, let's stay here. Give me, tell us about yourself, Crown. What 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 can we expect on the horizon for you with the coming book? Uh, with my coming book, Black Boy, Black Boy, you can expect great visuals. Um, a strong message for little black boys you can expect diversity um you can expect colorism just greatness all around okay so what inspired you to write this book my nephews i have well first i grew up in a household full of boys i had three four brothers i grew up with three of them and i was the only girl so i've been surrounded by black boys black men my entire life I have 13 nephews. Wow. Um, yeah, there are 13 nephews. That's just, that's, well, that's under the age of, I'd say, 13. I have way more than that that are older, but I have about 13 that are under the age of uh, 13. And a lot of them are at that age where they're starting to not like reading anymore. 
And I contribute that to the fact that there's not a lot of diverse books that focus on little black boys that look like them. And so that was the biggest driving force for me in writing this book because I'm a big reader. I have my own book club. I read all the time. I love books. And I want them to love books too because I feel like reading is just one of the most powerful tools a person can have. And if you can read, you can do anything. And I just feel like, you know, our ancestors didn't read or read for a reason and were killed because of it and there's a reason behind that so I promote reading with them a lot and I just noticed they weren't reading anymore and I just noticed it was because there weren't books that had them in them and when I started finding more books that did have them in them they were more interested in them they read more so that was the biggest driving force behind why I wrote Black Boy Black Boy cool well i tell you I've you know I've been following we've been following each other for over a year now and I'm I'm just anxiously awaiting this book um, because this is something that it focuses on the black male. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's really key. And, and coming from a female to be able to, and I didn't realize that you had 13, uh, 13 nephews to draw inspiration from. That's a lot of inspiration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you're, you're getting to that point where, um, you, you're going to expose the world, especially our culture, to something positive for the black male. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. So Thank you. <clears throat> I got my homegirl, Rosanice, on the show, too. Rosanice has been a while uh, from the Rosanice podcast. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Great. Doing what's, good. What's, what's the 411 on your side? Well... Well, you know, they got the lockdown here. I'm, I'm in California, Los Angeles specifically. And, you know, the mayor of California was like, everything shut down. All non-essential businesses shut down. So basically, we only have like grocery stores, gas stations, hospitals, you know, stuff like that, banks and stuff that need to operate on like a everyday to, you know, just make the infrastructure run is open but everything else is like closed down and all the cl- stores close like super early at like 8 p.m so i'm just trying to stay quarantined and stay safe yes please do that so what what's up with the show tell me about the show how's the show going the show is going okay i um and what, is a, a, what is about for the listeners right so um I'm Rose Sunise, and I'm the host of the Row in the City podcast. I did change the name. Oh, <laughs> That's a new thing. Yeah. I changed it to the Row in the City podcast, and it's basically it's a weekly podcast where I bring on guest co-hosts on to discuss all things from hot topics, politics, relationship, sex, current events, and uh, it's real talk. It's real fun. It's real fun. It's the Row in the City podcast. Man, okay. did, did you get an invite yet? Nah, it might be slowed down. You know the this everything's slow with this corona going around. Yeah, so yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna let us slide with that excuse, but yeah, we're gonna <laughs> well, yeah. Well season two just started, so fair to be fair, season two just started. I just uh-huh. dropped the first episode for season two. So don't trip. I will we'll have you guys <laughs> on in a future episode. Definitely. <laughs> oh man. Nah, that's good. That's good. So would it would it be in uh, women's month and honoring you guys i've listened to i listen to a ton of podcasts 
and a lot of women from our culture look at this month like it doesn't reflect them or it doesn't it doesn't have any avenue to cater to them how do you guys view the women's month what are your takes on the women's month do you think it it, it there's a place for our culture in, in this for black women well uh, this is Rosanice. i i definitely do think there is a place for um black women because a lot of black women made history here especially in america where women's history month was you know created and the whole purpose of the women's history month is to empower women financially to kind of like create awareness and um, increase people's knowledge of what women have done in history and how they've in impacted culture. So I think that definitely like uh, black women are a part of American culture. So there is a place now, is it highlighted as much? Maybe not, but I definitely feel there is a place. Uh, I agree also. I feel like we have made history. Like we make history in everything, you know what I mean? So I feel like women, of course, have made history and this should we should be included in this month. But like Rosalie said, we're not included in this month. I don't feel like, I don't feel like it's publicized as much. I don't feel like it's highlighted as much. I feel like they take the token, you know, black women that have already been highlighted instead mm -hmm. of taking the time in this month to research even more black women that have made history but aren't as publicized or aren't as big as you know like the Maya Angelos and the Mel Michelle Obamas in the world there are still other black women out there who have made history and who are still making history that I feel like this month should be their month to shine because right. the women that they do choose to shine shine already all the time right and I, I agree with you 100% because I was um, talking to my wife about Women's History Month and just saying how like a lot of people don't even know that it is this month that is going on and I mean like you said we know the notables the people that are the famous ones but like what about the people in our community that are doing stuff to further our community that people don't even know about you know right it's definitely how I feel and and I, I, I agree but I also think that as a culture we should we should take it and run with it you know just just like the saying goes you know february is black history month but for us black history month is every month you know so the the same type of um things should be for our culture by take take and putting our, ourselves in a place to be able to to shine light on our culture and black women that's why we take 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 part out at least one episode a month in the month of march to honor black women to so that we can actually put us in a, in a good light and not just be just let them direct the narrative on what we think our history looks like is for our black women so what we're going to do now is we're going to get into this 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 segment where we're going to get some questions and answer and we'll see how much we how much late how much the ladies really love and really understand or know <laughs> they're black women of history of color so smash oh <laughs> oh lord yeah pop quiz <laughs> pop quiz <laughs> so it's, smash. It's just, <laughs> all right so it's just some um well i ain't even gonna say simple questions because they ain't simple <laughs> but uh they some they some multiple choice questions so i guess you can be wrong i was about to say you can't be wrong but i guess you can but uh let's start <laughs> off with this one 
Cause this 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 is a what we call an alley hoop. This is an alley hoop. All right. Who made her fortune by developing a successful line of cosmetics for African American women in the early 1900s? Was it A. Ida B. Wells, B. Josephine Baker, C. Sojourner Truth, or D. Madam C. J. Walker? D. Yeah, it has to be D. That's ding, ding, ding. <laughs> That's the correct answer. D. Madam C. J. Walker. Uh, she actually got her. Um, they got the little series on Netflix right now. So while we all quarantine, that's something we can watch. Definitely. Yeah, I actually finished it today. <laughs> Did you? It was. Yeah, it was really good too, and it was like I inspiring. Did. And I was like, okay, now. So you could have just started. Yeah. Yeah, on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. So it's you, really good. So you couldn't get this one wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just watched it. Okay, that would have been I, embarrassing. I just started it today, so um, I probably we All got right. enough time to watch to binge watch a lot of stuff. So, oh yeah. What's the next so, the next question? Smash on this pop quiz you got these ladies taking. <laughs> uh, which abolitionist was known for her extraordinary or oratorical gifts? Harriet Tubman. Phyllis Wheatley or Sojourner Truth? Oh, man. Wait, what was the question? Which abolitionist was known for her ex- extraordinary, extraordinary oratorical gifts? Orator, oracle, you know, like talking orator, but oracle. Okay. Can't even say the word, so I don't expect y'all to get it right. I'm glad you I can't say the up. word. <laughs> 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 so, what was the choices again? Harriet Tubman, Phyllis Wheatley, or Sojourner Truth. Ooh, ooh, I want to. This is kind of tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. Mm, I want to say I, Sojourner Truth, but it might I be Harry something. I was gonna say C two. Which one? Truth. Oh, Sojourner Truth. Now look at y'all, man. Y'all smart up so, in here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was either B. It was either the second one or the, or Sojourner Truth. I I knew it wasn't Harriet Tubman. Cause she oh, yeah. she she's not a speaker really. Right. So she's an enforced. Give us yeah. So Mr. Let her uh, actions talk. Mr. Questionnaire, give us the backstory on this. Uh basically, like Sojourner Truth, she you know a former slave. She uh, traveled the country speaking out against racism and and spoke up for women's rights. But um, I guess she's best known for her her uh, speech. I ain't a woman. And it was delivered mm-hmm. at the Women's Rights Convention in Akron, Ohio, in 1851. That's about doing their homework. Give them a round of applause. We should know. I agree. Should know something. Right. <laughs> All right. So, so what's this number? One, what's this number one, three? This one I expect everybody to get, and I, I won't even. Uh, I won't go D to answer this one too. I expect everybody to get this one. Uh oh. Look, look, I don't put the pressure on everybody. <laughs> Which one of these actresses has not won an Oscar? Oscar. I said Oscar. Oscar. Ooh. But <laughs> which one of these actresses has not won an Oscar? Angela Bassett, mm. Halle Berry, mm. or Hattie Ange- McDaniel? Angela Bassett. It has to be yeah. Bassett because Halle Berry won one for Monster Ball. Yeah. Look at y'all, what Angela Bassett? Well, that, I mean, that's been that's been big talk since Black Panther came out. Why she hasn't got one? Because she's gotten so many, you know, she's done so many great roles. Tina Turner, Waiting mm-hmm. to Exhale, like you yep. name it, she's been in it and she has acted. 
you know, her her, you know, little tushy off. Exactly. So, yeah, um, that one that makes me mad because she's one of the great actresses. Man, she is she's one of my favorites. She's one of my favorites. And still look good too. Yeah. Man. I'm always she, tuning in to 911, which is our latest show yep. that she's on. And so I gotta gotta support that sister. Cause like you talking about black don't crack. It's, she is the epitome of that. Yes, she is. How old is she? She's like almost 60, right? Yes, if not 60. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. I don't want to age her, but she's not aging herself, so it don't make a difference Man. how old she is. <laughs> Ain't lying, well, she she's well. She should have been got an uh, Oscar, though. I mean, that's why I don't like the Oscars, but she should have been got one. Hey. Barry only got one for showing her breasts. So. Yeah, and, that, and that's yeah. that's talent, though. That's talent. Now let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, the Oscars is definitely not an indicator of good actors and actresses, especially yeah. black ones. And, I, and the mm-hmm. Oscar is it doesn't cater to us anyway. You know, half the people mm-hmm. that that vote that they, they don't even watch half the stuff they vote for. It's like they just put them all in a hat and then they just vote on it. How can you not watch something and and actually give an opinion on if it's good or bad? You know, so that's the that's the knock on the Oscars. So that's why we got to make sure that we always give Angela her roses. So, so she knows she's appreciated. But I guess the check's clear, oh, yes. so she knows she's appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's ladies, let it stop her. Right. So, ladies, give me some idea of what what black women in history inspired you and why. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, for me, it always goes back to black writers because I'm a writer, I'm a reader, uh-huh. and I would have to say. The biggest inspiration would be Octavia Butler. Just like her writing transformed me, like as a reader, as a writer, and as a black woman. Cause I like, as a kid, I drew from books as my identity. And for the most part I had white books, but it wasn't until her books that I saw that, you know, black women can write and black women can be successful and tell amazing stories and so for her she's probably in history all of history the most transformative for me i mine is uh maya angelo i just think she i mean maybe it's just kind of like cliche but i really she's just really inspirational like you know she just you know like i do appreciate her writing um i think that she um like paved the way for a lot of like the new, like the, a lot of the women that are currently like writing scripts and films and books and stuff like that. I think she just paved the way, excuse me, paved the way for all of the new talented writers and poets and, you know, directors and stuff like that that's coming up. And she's just so inspirational, you know, from just like, you know, her poems. And I think she, uh, I think it was somewhere that she spoke like four or five different languages. And um, yeah, that, that's my inspiration. I think, you know, she gets a lot of credit, but I think it's well-deserved. What, I agree. It was between Maya, Maya and uh, Octavia for me. So Crown, so you being the writer, what is your favorite Maya Angelou poem? Still I Rise. I mean, I know it's the most famous, but it is... Right most famous that and dear black child those two 
yeah. are my top. They, I know them. I have, I want to get both tatted on me. Like that's how much I love those two oh, wow. poems. Cause like still I rise is like something when I'm at my lowest point, that is something that I will go and read. Yeah. Like I will go and read it. And it just, it, it's very transformative every time I read it. That's, that's true. I'd agree with you on that one. Oh, 100%. So we're going we're gonna to tumble off into Rose and Neese wheelhouse here in a second. Throughout this past year, we've seen the rise of the black woman in politics. And what do you think is the reason for that? And what, where do you think it will, where, where do you think we will eventually see not only just a, not only an African American one, but a woman in general, to take one of these leadership roles. Well, to kind of answer the first part of your question, um, specifically with like Black women uh, rising in political um, just offices and positions in government, I think it's just I think it helped that Barack Obama was our president, the first Black president, and Michelle Obama um, is so. Sm- smart and um, articulate and um, and you know well-spoken that I think like and she how can I spoil a word what I use is she kind of like you know she's very uh, not appealing but she could kind of like um, she's very just like how can I say like um, like a person who isn't like inviting you know right. and I think and I think people are I'm hoping I think that Americans are not i mean there's still some racism of course out there but for the most part i think some some people are starting to um see that what really matters is not like the person's skin color but what is coming out their mouth you know and what they stand for and i think that um a lot of the black women um people that have been running for office have really been doing like a lot of like leg work, leg work on the ground, like going door to door campaigning, really like talking to people and like reaching them on like a real like personal level. So I think a lot of people, um, re- you know, they're because of that reason, they're, you know, showing up and voting accordingly right. because they're, they're putting forth more effort. But I think definitely helped that Obama was in office and Michelle was such a like a dope um first lady yeah she was she was a gangster she was you know she was she could be well spoken but she knew when to you know when to pull that vaseline and them boxing gloves out you know so i think people respect her i think now i think she's in high regards at this point in their career than obama is i I think i think she hold her in high regards i believe what about you crown about uh, Michelle Obama? Uh, just, just the uh, the aspect of of where do you see? Why do you see? Why do you think the rise of women in in politics in general has has come to the forefront? Has it? I mean, it has, it has. But what? I mean, what power? I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about it. Honestly, um, I am happy that yes, there are more women. I'm happy to live in a state where I have a very strong woman representative. I'm I live in Minnesota. Um, so I'm excited and happy about that. I feel like, you know, we 
are still on the side of the mountain, one of the mountains, and we just haven't really hit that peak right. um, that we definitely need to. Um, and I do think it is, I feel like definitely it is our turn in a sense um, that it that the country and the world, as a matter of fact, should be turned over to women because for all this time we've had, for the most part, men taking over, handling things and look, look at the state of the world and look at where we're at and look what's happening. You know, um, my grandma said to me the other day, she's in 83 years of being on this earth. She's never experienced like what is happening right now. In the world, so it's just like I think, yeah, it should be our turn. I don't think, uh, you know, the the men who have a hold on it want to let it go. Well, yeah, I mean, to kind of like respond to Crown, I think like she's right in a sense too. It's just like on a state level, on like a Senate level, I think women have made ground, but we know as in terms of like the big you know, presidential election with like Hillary and stuff like that, the really like high seat, like it, it's still a lot of like sexism. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 I, I don't Definitely. think, um, I don't think America, if you go to the highest level for as presidency, I don't think America is ready for a female or a gay member being the president. Um, I just, the, just the way, like you described it, the men, like the men, are gonna feel like they they're losing control. I go back. I'm from Atlanta, and I saw when Stacey Abrams ran for governor, and the way the the election was so rigged and disorganized, and but really the the dude that won, he won it foul, and it's it's well known and documented, but it's nothing that she could do about it because they just didn't want a woman being in charge this year, and like so, and that's just at the state at the governor level. So you take it to the presidency. The same thing happened with clear uh, Hillary. She uh, won the popular vote, but lost the electoral vote, which is all stupid anyway. But anyway, right. <laughs> but I just I don't understand why America ain't ready for a female or a gay person yet. That's just what I, my my own opinion. I think we'll, we'll probably see someone gay before we see a woman. And I and I, I agree. And I only contribute. <laughs> think that, so? Yeah, I, and I contribute that to white privilege, and that's the only reason why I contribute that to that. Um, hmm. they're the only sector of the of American. It, it has to has it has to get resolution for whatever the issue is. Um, it's being portrayed. We're not being portrayed half. I mean, you think about it, just from a cinema point of view, how much they have surpassed us as minorities on TV. Every show that you turn I agree. on. <laughs> Oh, man. there's always their whole movement yes yes the don't whole, even get me started whole, on that the whole movement has surpassed our movement like right. the black movement versus the you know lgbtq IA plus. community right. um <laughs> you know i feel like their their whole movement and their rights and wants have definitely surpassed our rights and wants especially in a short amount of time i'd say in the last decade they have gone leaps and bounds yeah. on like getting what they want and certain things like that. Not saying that they don't deserve it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that they have definitely, and that's why I agree, we'll see a gay or, you know, a lesbian or, you know, somebody of that since before we see a woman in the presidency or a black woman at that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And, and it's, we're, we're forced and, and I, I'm like crown. I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle at all. 
but we're forced to be acceptance of that. Nobody is nobody is is forced to accept us. You know, we gotta <clears throat> find our place and 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 carve our own our own niche out. Versus, no, no matter when that community shows up, whatever whatever endeavor or sector that they wanna wanna partake in, we have to make room for them. And and I mm-hmm. think that that's gonna cause. And we haven't seen it in politics yet, but stay tuned. It's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, I think um, just Pete Buttigieg would have did better. That was the that's the one who was mm-hmm. running for Democratic candidate who you know has is gay, and the I think he just he was so kind of like young and he was kind of like kind of like inexperienced in right. terms of like uh, crossing over to like different like races and stuff like that. So he was mm-hmm. like more like of a, a white man, like, like a privileged. His white man, instead of being like uh, open to different like, you know, things and ideas. So he just I think he needs time to like grow and develop and to like he needs to get outside his little state, you know, bubble. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just wasn't ready as, as a as a candidate. He just wasn't ready. But right um, now, y'all y'all didn't give me something to think about because I never thought about there'll be who would be first, the gay or a woman as a president but y'all I, it's I true open my it because you have to think about it a black man became president before a white woman did right mm-hmm. mm. that's, that's food for thought you know and that's what they say the dynamic is they say it goes white man black man white woman and then black woman's at the bottom of the totem pole right wow I, I agree with that because huh. I still have my feelings are still hurt about Kamala Harris because I think she was like really smart and good and I think like some black community was like really hard on her mm-hmm. and like and that really like pissed me off because like Amy Kobashaw went even like she did she Further. had almost the exact yeah she almost had the exact same like resume as Kamala but she don't get no heat from her community at all and no like heat. I think Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. I, I don't think she gets any heat from like her community. I, I don't think they really, you know, judge her harshly for, you know, the policies and stuff that she did when she was DA. You know what I mean? But I think right. they did that with Kamala. And I guess I'm venting right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Away. I mean, you're right. I mean, you yeah. think about Booker as well. Booker, I, I think they they bowed out. I think they bowed out more under the scrutiny versus them not just being qualified or the best candidate for, you know, for that going through this primary. It's it's sad that we have to, as a people, we always judge one another a little bit harshly than we should instead of empowering them. And, you know, we, we got Obama in office and, um, mm-hmm. I, and, and I, and I, I gotta say, I am totally critical of him, but that's for another yes, show. We'll go. We'll take that over. To, we'll take that over to Rose and show, and we'll got, discuss that. But I got a okay. whole list of who he critical of. Um, well, and, and that's only. But, but that's only because, you know, once you say what you say and do what you do, as a black man, I want to hold them accountable for it. And if I don't, and I'm not, and trust me, I'm not trying to be a naysayer or to, you know, to 
tarnish their shine or whatever whatever you want to call it i just want to keep everybody honest you know so if you're going to say you're going to do something you're going to champion a cause then champion that cause don't let the you know how it always happens that they'll sell their soul just to stay in control you know and i don't want them to sell mm -hmm. their soul to stay in control so i always want to be critical of them not not belittle them not not hurting them but just to you know keep them honest you know yeah that's but fair I do want to. I do want to go back real fast to when y'all was talking about the LGBTQ because this is more like a rant for me. I have nothing against the LGBTQ community, but I just hate the way that it's got to be on every show. Like it's like you're forcing it on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't see a black in every show, but I always see uh, same sex something on every show. Every you know show, I mean? some dynamic. Either it's gonna be a cameo. Or some kind of, some kind of same sex character will be within TV, and and that's just commonplace. I mean, I can name, I watched three shows today on quarantine, being in this quarantine and chilling time, <laughs> and all three shows had, two of them had not one minority, and one of them had, and it was I'm watching, I'm binging, uh, Burden of Proof, right now, <laughs> and that's a good, one. and that's and they have an Indian. And that's the minority in the, in the show, you know, but one of the lead characters is a teenage and she's homosexual, you know, so it's just and I and I contributed to to white privilege because most of the time that's what's that's who controls who controls the narrative on TV. So and that's what you know, that's what they want to put in the forefront. And, you know, that's why it's good to have, you know, Ava DuVernay's and and. Lena Waits and these type of people to be able to control the narrative for us and be able to to speak our speak our truth and, and speak our our history for us as black women. Yeah, I'm my bad. I just that's just uh -huh. one of my rants. No, <laughs> it's okay. No, to piggyback what off you just what you just said is it it's true. It's like because I live in LA and I have a lot of friends in Hollywood. They're screenwriters, blah blah blah, and they all tell me that. Um, there's a lot of people that are in power that are executives, presidents of departments, heads and stuff that are part of the LGBTQ plus community. Mm. So, you know, so a lot of them tend to want to, if you're in control of the narrative, you're going to put out what you want people to be accepting of or right. to be informed about, to raise awareness to you know, promote whatever agenda that you want. So I think it's it's become more increasingly because that's kind of like a lot of what is reflective of who's in charge in the industry. Right. Makes sense. So, <laughs> so where do you where where do you currently as a as a whole, whether it be sports, entertainment, politics, uh, the neighborhood, uh, it doesn't matter. Where do you see women? currently today and, and versus where where you saw them maybe 10 years ago taking over especially black women mm -hmm. I feel like I read at least a week at least once a week and it's way more than that but I'm just going to say at least once a week um, an article about an industry uh, something that black women have taken over or are leading in or or on the rise on, you know, we, we buy most of the books, we're graduating at that one of the highest rates, 
we're taking over major departments like CEO positions and things like that at a higher rate than white women or black men or, you know, even young white men. So I feel like we are, we're on the rise. I feel like in 10 years, we, we could, we could take over in 10 years. Mm. And yeah, I definitely agree with uh, crown because um, you see like a lot of things happening with like, Ava DuVernay, but like, and Issa Rae, like all these. And I think like part of it too is with, with social media kind of like being like a whole new like way of doing like uh, promoting yourself and like target marketing to, you know, your specific audience. It's It's been really a positive like thing, especially for black women. And they can, you know, that you can just get your product out and speak directly to your, your, your women, your girls, you know, and, and reach out to them like in a different way where then like 10 years ago, social media wasn't as big. Like, I don't, I mean, I think it was making money, but not like how they're making money now through like social media and getting like whatever product or like, you know, service or business venture out there. So I think that kind of helped too. I agree. Okay. I, I think that if, 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 the, if women can get positions of power i think we'll see a and that and that's the key to me if they can to continue making the strides and get those positions of power and i'm like crown men have done it throughout historically throughout especially more white men throughout history have have controlled the country and have controlled um industry and i think at some point in time it's time to allow a woman to be able to get in the forefront. Let's see. Let's see if she can make a difference, or let's see if she can mess it up. It can't get any worse. And I'm I'm of the thinking of, you know, why not? Why why can't we allow a woman to to sit on that pedestal and and direct something and control something? Because I mean, lately, like we've like we've been watching the last year, it's just so many things that they're they're partaking in and that they're involved in that we're getting great success. You know, I keep. Going back to uh, the mayor of Atlanta, Keisha, Keisha Bottoms, and the way that she commanded the city through this coronavirus issue. You know, like she, you know, she went out in the forefront. Look, we're not going to cut off utilities. That's just the way it's going to be for my citizens. You know, and I think that's the the black. And, and, and here we go. Y'all can bash me if you want. Here I go. I'm going to say it. That's that black woman attitude. Like, you're not going to change the way I'm thinking. And this is what I feel. This is what I feel. This is what I think. And, <laughs> and that's what's needed. And that's what needs to be exposed. And and even on even with with uh, with Michelle Obama, I think that she's a master of that. You know, she's a master of when to expose that blackness and when to you know reel it back in to make her endearing to everybody. You know, black, white, and whatever whatever color you want to call it's, it. You know, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that yeah, attitude. It it's a, I call it a gift and a curse. Like. Yeah. If you know how to use it, it's going to always be a gift. But sometimes, you know, people take you to that point where it's a curse. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I grew like I'm all for like I always say I'm all for women succeeding because I grew up with a strong black mom and my sister helped raise me. And then now I got my wife and two daughters. I can't get a son to save my life. So um, I got one over here. We, we, could, we could trade. We could trade. No, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. I'm all for women empowering, but I know just cause like, you know, sometimes you don't under, like I, I, every day I have realities and I didn't know like how dudes really are until like you talk to like 
you know, I talk to my wife and she say how men act and you don't see it, but then like you have an out of body experience, they having a conversation and you see something that like dudes do, like, you know, like I was at a bar one time and this girl literally just came up and said, Hey, how y'all doing? And one of my boys said, She's digging me. And I was like, what make you think she digging you? She just said hi, just being <laughs> hospitable, trying to get to the bar to get a drink. Like, and, it, and it really dawned on me, like, dudes have a different mindset. So I say that but to say this, but I think, like, women, I'm ready for women to be in charge because I think, you know, they can lead us better because they, they're more rationale. Like, we're, as, as much as we say it, we're very emotional. Like, we, we, don't, we don't hide it. We're secretly emotional, but men are very emotional. So... I think women can men, uh, go ahead and take men this. Men are undercover. Very. Men are undercover petty. They don't want to say it, <laughs> but we are. I mean, but women are are more of on the. We're direct about it. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Crown. Appreciate that. Amen. <laughs> we we yeah. in your face about direct. it. Yeah. So, but that's a good segue, Smash, that you you, you did there. So now we're gonna get to this thing. Now that women are, are more into the like you said crown you gave statistics out and thank you for that because you know we're not big on statistics all fact checking over here <laughs> <laughs> but, but women are at are graduating at a higher rate women are 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 getting these jobs in in a power position more than men how do you feel that's going to do you think it should affect a black man trying to date or trying to court a woman of, of color and power what, what do you mean? How should it change? We had an episode where we, we discussed this and it was uh, 21 Savage came out saying that women, men are more apt. Black men, I mean, well, I'm going to say men. I'm not going to say black men. But men are more apt to to take, to to pull up a woman that's less than and make them something versus a, a, a woman that's something to take a man that's less than and pull them up. Well, first, 21 Savage needs to be just not do anything, including rapping, because <laughs> I don't know any said including rapping. like race never... of woman that has that hasn't more than black women uplifted the black man. Mm-hmm. Like and it's in, in speaking of black, you know, or not black history month, but women's history month and when black women's history, it is shown how we've always been the anchor, the rock, the, the woman behind the man, you know what I mean? That have been there pushing and, and holding it down and striving and breathing life into our men. And so I feel like, I, I feel like, and if you, and if and if you're a black man and you don't see that and you don't agree with that, then something is wrong with you because I don't see in nowhere in history have black women not breathe life into black men, and we're the more persecuted of the two races. Like black men throw us down all the time and at an exponential rate at the moment. Like black men are throwing us away for other races, especially white women. Right. Um, so, and we're still like, oh, we love our black men. We want to hold them down. I feel like in 10 to 15 years, I feel like more black women are willing to step outside of their race than they have, they were 10 years ago. So I feel like if men don't, black men don't get their act together, we're going to see a lot more black women with non-black men. And that's sad to me because I love a black man, but 
you know, it, it is what it is. Like, Ladies hello, and gentlemen, yeah, crown to the, <laughs> right. to the show. Welcome. Crown has finally woken up. <laughs> Welcome, Crown, to the show because she. She got up on the. She got up on that one, boy. Now, well, that that Twenty One Savage just woo that riled me up right there. I can tell, but and, and and I don't. And when when you speak of that, most of the time that was from a supportive aspect. You know, women were throughout history. Women were were at home being homemakers. They were never in a position to in a position of power. You know, and and you're right. Mm-hmm. They they raise young black men. We know we know the statistics say show that we have been raised by more single mothers than any race in the world. You know, so to have that fact is definitely true. But now that the pendulum has has changed, where do you figure the man should? What should the man be allowed to be that homemaker, or should he he continue on trying to be that man? that leaves the house or can he be the homeworker and still be the man and, and be the, the man of the house at the same time? Mm. That, was, that was a mouthful. Yeah, that exactly. But, <laughs> so, like, I mean, I think that like a black man can be whatever he wants to be. Like real talk. Like if you are happy being at home, cooking the meals, taking care of the house and like your woman going and working and and it just works for y'all then cool i think that's like a really good um dynamic if it works for y'all but i do think that um going back to like your first question about the dynamic of like black black women like surpassing black men in terms of like success and financial success and stuff like that i think that for certain black men and maybe majority i don't know maybe i'm like just judging i don't know but for majority of black men I think that they really get in their feelings and they get into like the ego and it really like messes with their mental in terms of their value, you know, like, and like black women are not trying to devalue black men by just being successful. I think we're just trying to make sure we take care of our family. We take care of our black men that we make sure that if something goes down, like we can hold it down. You know what I mean? And I think that like black men don't take it like that. I think sometimes they might feel like they're like less than or not like a man because they're not making more than a woman. So I think that that's some real like issue there, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say is the the financial value, but because I got I got many views on this. But I, a lot of times what I see is like men are like providers so they want to be able to to provide something for their female so i mean even down to the simplest thing uh, hey baby can you open this jar you know they want to open that jar that's tough <laughs> and get the top off so they they don't mind the woman going out getting you know doing it financially but it's when they come home and from what i've seen in relationships cuz i i've seen this but it's how they talk to the man as if like you know what I'm saying? A little bit lower. And it's not that they mean to. It's just that they're talking about the aspects of what they're doing for us staying at home. And it just the, it doesn't set right with the man. So like you said, it is a conversation that they got to have and they have to be they have to be on the same page so that they not, um, you know, mad at each other about certain things. Because there's going to be days when if a man stay, I, I already told my wife, if I stay home, there's going to be days where you come home 
ain't nothing gonna be done because I didn't play all day with this game. I'm just saying it's gonna it's gonna be a day or two. It's just gonna be a day it's or two. It's gonna be a lot That's of that days, man. Stop I mean, lying. it's gonna be a ton she, of days. I'm just saying she works. She get a weekend off. Can I get a day or two? You know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I get I get where everybody's coming with that, but I feel like if you're gonna go that route with it, the man has to understand that there's some. Some part of that whole submissiveness that they they that men desire from a woman, especially a wife, has to be let go in a certain sense. You know what I mean? Like you're you're not gonna be like there you're you're not a hundred percent in control or in the man. It has to be like a 50-50 thing because you have to understand I'm the one bringing home the, the bacon now, right. and not you. And and if we're okay with that, then you have to be okay with letting go of some of that like not to say that i'm not going to be submissive to you as a man as my husband but then we have to some things are going to equal out a little bit more you know what i mean like you're yeah. not going to have as much control as if the roles were a little bit reversed that's just my view on it uh, that's true that's i mean true that's point. a you had to make a good point about the submissiveness part of it and i i don't think I mean, if you ask my wife right now, she'll be she'll tell you right now. I'd be mean, damn if I'm submissive around here. It's it's <laughs> it's an equal playing field, and that's just the way it's supposed to be. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. we don't look at it as one is one is better than the other. Um, I'm out a better cook. You're damn right. Um, but if she's the better organizer and and be able to coordinate whoa, things whoa. around the house better, yeah, she has her strong suits there. You know, you want to just like any great team, everybody has their part. You know, so there's nothing. The submissiveness, I don't, and that's crazy that we still even that would even still be on the table at this point in time in 2020. But uh, I, I really think that's you have something there. I mean, that's definitely something that that men should take into 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 factoring that hey, um, that's that needs to go out the window. It, it's it's a partnership. We walking together. Nobody's walking in front. Nobody's walking behind. We walking lockstep mm-hmm. together. And that's that's the key, man. The 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 team thing. But right. yep. <clears throat> I, but you gotta that's why I say the conversation has to talk has to be had because you gotta realize what you want in your spouse as far as like me personally I like and I don't know how to say this the right way so I'm just gonna say it the way I can say it I like my women like women like I like my women soft being females I don't want my women hard and burping and you know what I'm saying like I don't want them doing the male stuff that when I hang out with my boys they doing <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that. But, like, my wife don't want me going to get manicures and pedicures. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it works out. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you got to have that balance. Because if you start doing things that your other wait, one don't wait, like wait, or wait, see. Wait, 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 wait. Ain't nothing wrong with a man getting a manicure and a pedicure, bro. I, I didn't say there was. Many I just times said my wife don't like sit down and... and and so hey, Lee hey. tell me, hey, you got a rough feet, look, but yeah, hey, take look, care. We done touch, we done touch the nerve, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, I man. Said, you my can't... wife. Okay, my wife. Okay, <laughs> let's get that understood. Now, brothers, <laughs> brothers, don't let him work. Have you run around here with rough feet? It's about to hit summertime. <laughs> don't let him out here <laughs> have you looking bad out here. <laughs> fragileness in his male ego. You see that fragileness? <laughs> You trying to oh, exclude no comments. us. You're trying to exclude us from manicures oh, you and pedicures. So, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm just saying. Like, we giving it back to women. Treat yourself, don't cheat. Treat yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you treat live, yourself. You only live once, <laughs> god dang it. <laughs> hey, yeah. if that's what you want, that's what you want, hey, bro. it is what it is, brother. So, ladies, 
We're getting long into the show here, and I will first of all, I want to thank you guys for taking time out of your day. This the coronavirus running around. Y'all ain't had nothing to do anyway, but I thank <laughs> I thank y'all for taking time out <laughs> from your binge watching and your reading and all other things you're doing trying to occupy your time. So, Crown, where can the listeners find you, and, and where can they give us some uh, some some insight on where they can purchase this book when it drops in May? Uh, in May, May 12th is when it's going to drop. You will be able to purchase directly on my site, which will come with extra little goodies that I have. Um, if you purchase directly from me, that's crowntherider.com. You can find me on any social media at crowntherider. You know, not .com, but that's the website. Uh, you'll be able to find the book on most major online Amazon of course is where most people buy things so it will be on Amazon directly from me Target Barnes and Noble websites things like that so I mean we're this coronavirus you know got got things slow moving so I'm not quite sure you know exactly but it will be available online May 12th awesome give us your, give us your socials uh crown the writer uh Instagram you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at crown the writer like I said, my website, crownthewriter.com, that has all my information, what's coming up, what I've done in the past, everything. So awesome. that's where you can find me. Rosanice, where can the people find you and what you got on the horizon coming up? Well, this season two is going to be a lot more political because of you know the presidential election that's coming up. So I'm gonna it's probably gonna be a lot of like politics. So I'm going to try to keep it light, keep it funny and throw like little like fun stuff in there in between. But if um, you can listen to my podcast on all platforms, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, you name it. Um, you can reach me on Instagram at, at Rosonise, that's R-O-S-O-N-I-S-E or at Row in the City podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah. So that's, that's <laughs> where they can listen to me. So it's Season two is, is out. Yes, I'm, I'm waiting for it too. I'm anxious to hear this. <laughs> but so Smash, my brother, any closing words before we get up out of here? Yeah, man. I'd like to thank uh Rosanese and Crown for coming on and uh sharing in this um women's history month um podcast that we did. I appreciate y'all for coming on. Thank you for taking the time to come hang out with the fellas. I would like to concur the same sentiments as Smash. Um, this is definitely, we talked a little politics and it's those primaries out there and this is that voting time. So I, I implore everyone to get out and make sure that you cast your vote, whether you want to or not, they count. Um, make sure that you follow, share, like the pod, rate us five stars. And <laughs> other than that, right. with that being said, much love and we out. Peace. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year groove. Well, all right.